Hey everyone, we are back for another week of exciting rehearsals. This week we are talking about the worst, the craziest, the funniest, the most bizarre. Okay. I'm sorry, wait, who is that? So sorry. Who's who's in our call now? I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie is a little bit late to rehearsal. No. I hope hey, that she <laughs> I brought a I brought some McDonald's coffee though. How about that? But let's get on rolling with the show. We're not here to talk about coffee. We are here to talk about crazy band stories this week, and we'll be diving deeper into DCI All Age, giving you the news of the week, and also figuring out what made Jackie say. All of the people who are doing the show are humans, and all of the people watching the show are humans, and so there's got to be some tie and some story that you can draw them all together with, and I think that's the most amazing thing. And why Nicole said... Oh, with a concept like that, and if they, uh, you're not going to stay in open pretty long. All this and more, so get out in the field, and we will see you back on the sidelines for this week's episode of On a Water Break. Welcome to another episode of Season 2 of On a Water Break, the podcast where we talk about everything you and your friends are talking about at rehearsal on a water break. I'm Jackie Brown. We are at the beginning of the winter season and everyone has been rehearsing like crazy to get ready for their first shows. So we thought, let's get every, give everybody a mental break and talk about something fun, some of the crazy stuff that has happened at rehearsals. Let's see who's on the sideline this week. It's Trish. Hi, everyone. And Steven. What's up, Jackie? I feel like I haven't been on the actual main show in, like, weeks. I don't know what's going on. But I'm happy to be back. How you doing? I haven't talked to you in forever. I don't think we've been on at the same time in, we've like, been like, a month opposite. at least. Yeah, we've been opposite <laughs> lately. <laughs> Nicole. It's good to be back. Hello. How you doing? And Jonathan. Hey there, everybody. We're still waiting for Lex to drop by. So hopefully they're bringing Starbucks. We'll see how that goes. Uh, just in case my McDonald's coffee wasn't good enough. <laughs> yeah. So, at this point in the season, I need extra caffeine. So <laughs> I will say the McDonald's didn't hold me up. It was the mom thing. I have a toddler. We had to avoid a meltdown. It happens Excuses. sometimes. You gotta be late Excuses. <laughs> Bring the are, you, are you acting like there's something more important than our rehearsal? Because my high school band tech told me very clearly that there's nothing more important. That's right. Well, actually, I mean, the meltdown could be a good segue into the rehearsals because it really kind of sounds like the same thing, right? Oh, yeah. Man, you're right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Lex is here. Can you? Can you guys hear me? Yay! Oh my gosh, you guys. Um, I wish you could have seen the Disney princess meltdown um, I was having, but everything is fixed and we're all here. More uh, meltdowns. You and my toddler both. It's great. Everybody. Yeah. Just have a, a group. Put no. me in a rage room right now. Well, that means you sang. You sang a song. With, with birds included. <laughs> yes, I sang. <laughs> all right so before we get to the crazy rehearsal stories what is everybody excited for at the beginning of this winter season let's gush and go about it great job everyone set your equipment down gush and go i'll jump off um i am excited i got like two things i'm excited for here one i feel like it's the time of year where there's just like so much potential for whatever lines you're teaching or whatever lines you're on like sky is the limit i certainly feel that way at united right now like uh all the students i've been teaching are just like really invested they're working really hard and they're gonna see the dividends of like this work right now in a couple months so we've got our nose to the grindstone and i'm pumped about it but something else winter that i'm real excited about i just spent like two or three hours cutting foam for uh bass drums because i'm trying to put together a uh a new little product maybe you start to hear a little bit more about it as time goes on but i uh i just cut like 50 60 like a ton of big huge strips of foam with my girlfriend <laughs> um my bed is literally covered in foam right now so much 
Um, so that'll uh, be that'll be cool. Tinkering with something, putting a lot of effort into it. So we will uh, we will see. Maybe we'll get some good sounding drums uh, coming from your boy. Well, I'll go next with my gush and go. Um, I will say that at this point in the season, which it has started for me, I'm in front of kids for the first time uh, that I'll ever be in front of kids teaching um, this this weekend. And then I won't see them again until the beginning of March. And uh, y'all know I'm ready to see how each circuit does things. I'm literally all over the place for shows to judge and for the most part all of my captions are da so that's great um and yeah just ready to go let's do it nice do you know already like what shows you're trying to do this winter or how oh, many yeah. um i'm in nebraska i'm oh. in yeah i'm in nebraska i'm in tennessee oh wow I'm in Mississippi. Yeah, yeah so you're really traveling. Are you flying? I hope you're flying. Oh, gosh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Y'all, I, like, <laughs> I learned this trick uh, at the end of last marching band season. Join every frequent flyer miles for every airline. Oh, yeah. That way you can, you know, rake those. Y'all, I I can go places and with my miles. That's crazy already. Now, if I had been doing that when I was doing drum corps. (laughs) (laughs) I feel your pain. I was so stupid. I was flying every weekend to March Rhythm X for a while, and I was just paying out of pocket to Frontier, not getting any miles, not doing anything. I was just like young, not an adult. (laughs) Didn't know how to handle my business. I missed out on so many free flights. And you probably weren't like you're you're not even like a second generation traveler or anything. So I'm going to say no, because I don't even really know what that means. So I, I'm probably well, like, not well, a like, second generation. I don't traveler. Know, like my parents, my parents were like first generation travelers. And so they were the ones who like learned you could do the frequent flyer miles and all that sort of stuff. And like like their, but their parents had no idea. They had to like learn it on their own. And then they told me they're like, hey, here you go. Do this. And so I like. I learned it all from the beginning and, but like so many people don't, they have no idea. I have no idea. I still have no idea. So Nicole, (laughs) talk to me after the show. Tell me about the miles. I'll tell you. Trish, what do you want to gush about? Well, as I mentioned last week, the big week is here. It's the um, main preview show up in our area in North Jersey, um, New York, Pennsylvania. Um, it's the preview show this week. So I have two teams going super excited about that. Also nervous, also stressed being the director of two groups. It's a lot. Um, but you know, I'm really excited. Um, the thing I'm excited about generally this winter is did everybody see the amp announcement? No, (laughs) no. Tell me about it. Oh, come on. Lex looks like they've seen it. Y'all gotta send it to me. Amps I think we might be talking titled, about it later. Amps show is titled Coven. Oh, okay. Like so the you American that, Horror Story season? So you know they're getting ready to bring it again. Speak, Lex, speak, turn on that mic. I, hear, I, I mean, I, I can't. Like the video that they put out on TikTok. Yep. Um, it, it, it's so good. It's like a masterclass in how to do an announcement. It is vague enough to be, to give you what it's about. Like, I'm just thinking like what I think it is, is about witches because there's like witch hats in there, but they give you some elements like earth, wind and fire. They give it and the sound in the back. It's so well produced. Um, And that, I mean, I'll segue because that was what I I'm, I'm always excited for show announcements. Me I'm too. always excited to see like what people are going to like, you know, back when we were marching in the early 2000s and 2010s, like that wasn't a thing. Show announcements, <laughs> no. making it like your, your, like, what is it? Your cover photo that happened like the last <laughs> couple years. I marked. <laughs> so like to see everybody like put out this little without even words, it's just like a picture and you get to guess and like get really excited to see them. And some of us, you know, like people in Jersey, like we don't get to see them until WGI. So it's just right. like, 
what is the show going to be about? Right. Like, have you seen their announcement? It just, it brings up so much excitement because you spend all of these months like trying to prepare. And then like a couple weeks before showtime, you get to see all of these posts. Mm-hmm. And I, I live, I'm on Facebook. Like there's one, right. there's one, there's one. Yeah. It's my, it is my favorite. It's my favorite. I love it. And like those big groups like them, I refuse to watch on like flow or on the internet before I get to see them. Yeah. Live because I want to be like, in the front row when I experienced that for the first time. Yes. Right. Lex, was that your gush or do you have another gush to do? That that was my gush. I'm I'm full. I had enough water. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go then. Um, I think just like personally, like we go out to our first contest on the 27th with my primary team. So we've got a lot of new kids on the team. So we're excited to get them in a gym and in front of people. And well, I'm not sure excited is the right word at times, but we're ready for that to happen and see how that goes for us. Um, <laughs> Bigger picture, I'm just excited to get out there and see what everybody else is doing. Um, I think I traveled to about five or six different states to judge this winter. Um, and we're taking our kids all the way out to Kansas City from Ohio for our regional. Um, so we're going to see you know, just a lot of different stuff, a lot of really cool stuff. Um, I'm also excited to see, even outside of Color Guard, is the where the WGI win stuff goes this year. I felt like last year, that was the first year that those class paradigms started to settle into sort of what we recognize as a open world on the color guard and drum side. And I'm excited to see that keep growing and solidify in there. I think that the wins is going to like, there's, there is so much creative space that they haven't even like, they're just starting to explore. And I'm really excited to see where that goes. Right. That's, I haven't thought about it like that. That's kind of cool. Like for such a young and fresh activity, if someone Mm -hmm. came in and was really passionate about it and had like the right group of kids, they could totally redefine what that activity is moving forward. Oh, for sure. Like, and we need to get a wins correspondent in here. (laughs) Oh, agreed. I never thought I would love an optometry show until I saw that in the independent open class and wins last year. (laughs) They you said a set of glasses that was like 10 or 15 feet across and like eight feet tall and it like lit up. The kids were all dressed in lab coats and like letters and like it was it was so cool and like something you would never think would be a show and you're like, wow, like this is this is solid. That's wow. awesome. That's funny to think about like what the budding idea version of that show was where like they sat down at the uh, design meeting and some guy was like, OK, hear me out. It's about optometry. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, what was it avon did a show about a laundromat like oh, cleaners. yeah it was so good and like you don't even it's really just about you know it's about the angle on the storytelling i think a lot of the times is like really that's kind of how you got to look at it like all of the people who are doing the show are humans and all of the people watching the show are humans. And so there's got to be some tie and some story that you can draw them all together with. And I think that's the most amazing thing. Oh, yeah. oh I like it. So I, I have a lot of eyes looking to see what this one turns out to be. Uh, oh. But I, I can only imagine. I think what I've heard is oh. that the front ensemble is all going to be like the judges of the dog show and the battery is all the dogs. That's awesome. So, like, I'm hoping that they. <laughs> What's the name of this group? Paradigm Percussion. Paradigm Percussion. What what class is that? That's a, uh, I think, independent open group on the East Coast. Oh, with a concept like that. And if they, uh, you're not going to stay in open pretty long. It could be so fun. I really want yeah. them to like have like a bunch of like obstacle courses on the field that they have to like run through <laughs> as they yeah. perform. Oh gosh, oh, man. that would be cool. Literally, snare drummer, like so ducking down do and drumming and jumping through a hoop. <laughs> yes, I want them to like literally run one at a time and like do solos and run through it all. <laughs> I think that that one is going to be an interesting one. I have I'm to tell you, I went to my that. first dog show this past fall first time my whole life i went to a dog show there are so many little things in there that like someone who's never been to a dog show before i.e me was like what what why why is this happening why is this why am i not allowed to do this in this area like there's like signage and stuff like and there were just little things it was just like why this is so strange um it's like a whole different world it was literally like as if if i was like a football player and i had to like go to a winter guard show 
Like I was I, about to say, it's like when a stranger us. comes to a band show. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like why, why are there like people changing their clothes over there in that bathroom? And like, this is, this whole hall is full of like trees. Don't ask <laughs> questions. You don't want to know the answer to just <laughs> Listen, the I'm other just way, say, keep listen, listen, I'm just going to say if these if these little drummers aren't prancing about if there's not some little like Fifi feature, like if I don't have like a little like boopity 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 boop feature, <laughs> like I don't want just all the hounds and all of the golden retriever features. I don't want <laughs> the basset hound feature. I need the the French the little itty bitty, one of those little teacup little poodle toy teacup. Give me a Bichon Frise yeah, immediately. Thank you, thank you. Okay, okay, you can have it back. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Jeremy. I just want them to start barking. Can they bark instead of dudding? I hope they bark instead of dudding. There's a lot to be done with sticks in that show. Oh, yeah, definitely. <gasps> yes. Stick sauces go crazy in that one, but you have to catch them in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> they had to like throw them across the floor to each other oh my gosh so yeah. like okay back on track pride pride is going to be gone this year they're out for the competition season so who's creeping up in there i've i've always said if i never marched pride i would have marched paramount like mm-hmm. if i didn't live in the corn and the wheat and <laughs> the potatoes of the midwest <laughs> I would have definitely marched Paramount. I just think that they they execute things so well. Beautiful. And like design-wise, I'm not even a designer, but if I was from up top, it's just like last year's show was just so stunning. It was. That I I mean, it deserved every little, I mean, talking about like dog shows, right? Like the things you don't think about, they're silks. Like you had a hole in a silk and then the other silk was the missing piece of the silk. I mean, like who thinks of that? So I... I deservedly so think that they should just creep on and stay where they mm-hmm. are. And there was one. Oh, fusion is like totally oh, yeah. fusion has been Come like, on, Jersey. I mean, yeah, they are, they, they're like silent, but deadly because you know, that fusion is there. And when I watched them last year, I was like, Holy cow. Like w- fusion is like, in it they are in it so i'm i hope that they definitely take a shot to the top really quick i'm going to interrupt you just for a second the director of fusion was my very first color guard captain when i yes wow yeah so yesterday well sorry yesterday i mean last year when they went on i remembered to come around and meet him and there was a lot of people that we all marched with in virginia that saw like his guard you know, go on the full wow. world finals. It was really cool. I could see, uh, That's very I could cool. see Onyx making another jump this year. Me um, too. Me too. That, that change in the rule to increase the membership at independent world with their <laughs> style of design. I think they could really lever that extra 10 bodies because they, they use motion and space so well. Absolutely. Um, upstairs. And I know their design and instructional staff, their leadership is now doing the, the troopers drum corps. So yes. I imagine there's probably yes. some folks coming into March that maybe otherwise wouldn't have that might have levered up the talent game too. So I could see, you know, they're, they're always a contender, but I could see this being a potential big one for them. Okay. I have, I do have to sneak in FIU. I'm so sorry. I just thought of yes. FIU. Their show last yes. year. Like, they all just are, co- it's all coming back, all coming. It's all just coming back. So oh. I have a, a crazy question. Does this rule, this new rule of how many members you can have, does this also apply to percussion and winds? Like, do we have 50 people out there on the floor banging on drums? I don't, I don't think, think there a is a rule. There. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure there's no rule for uh, percussion. I am not educated on winds, but percussion will do that a lot because you'll have like maybe 15 people in a front ensemble, 20 plus in a battery. And then sometimes groups will have like... 15 visual ensemble members. I think Rhythm X is running like 20 people in their visual ensemble this year. So, I think, like, wow. yeah. I think Miamisburg and Avon Winds have both creeped pretty close to 100. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's, that's pretty crazy. Wow. That's actually what I would love to see WGI Winds do because they don't have front ensembles. So, they could probably get away with a slightly larger floor. Yeah. And yeah. if they yeah. just filled it out with like, an entire drum corps, uh, like wind section worth of people, 
That would be such a full sound. That would actually, I think that would be so cool. And like in an indoor space where it's just going to like, hit yeah. you. it's going to reverberate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's made for that too. Like the more you have, it's so full, it's so loud and it's like a wall of sound. Yeah. So the first like, year that WGI yeah. introduced the activity, Amachi came over. Mm-hmm. Um, the I remember that. I think it's huge in Japan and Amachi brought mm-hmm. over a stylized winds group and like, wasn't quite a full drum core wind size, but it was, it was probably one of the larger that we've seen. And like, it was, yeah. I mean, it was like watching the Blue Devils down front between the visual talent and then just the sound and the quality and adding those woodwind tampers in there. Like that's where some of these groups could get up to that size and deliver <laughs> at that level. That, that activity is going to blow up. Yeah. Oh man. And just side note on that. I would love to see Imachi come back a little more oh. often. It's like a rare treat when we get an Imachi year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have cried. Can I, I, every time they've performed, I've cried during finals. Every really? time. Yeah, I'm like, what's wrong with me? I don't know. But like, they're beautiful. Honestly, I will say going on after Imachi <laughs> in 2015, <laughs> there is nothing there. Nothing compares to that. Like the floor shakes. Yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I've never felt something like that in UD. Like you're behind the curtain and you're like, oh, OK, well, let's uh, let's do this. <laughs> and all you can do is come out and clap for them. I mean, it's so loud. And it no one, I think maybe amp has come close to the sound that people make for Imachi. It's just unlike any other. All right, everybody, let's clear out the rain barrels from the gym floor and mop up the wet spots so we can get the floor laid out and start warming up. We'll be right back with our stories of the craziest rehearsals that we've had. Hey, this is Christine Ream and Chris Green. Guard Closet was founded as a consignment business in 2000. Since then, it has grown to include winter guard, band, percussion, and other genres. We can help you with custom flag and costuming designs. Our consignment inventory has plenty of great looks for your color guard, drumline, and marching band. Pay it forward. When you purchase consignment, you help other programs. Last year, we sold over 400 sets of consignments and returned over $125,000 in payments to our consigners for their sales. Additionally, Guard Closet offers custom and pre-designed costumes, flags, floors, and formal wear, full or partial show writing, educational programming, and other services. Max out your rehearsal time and set up a microsite for easy student ordering for shoes, gloves, and other equipment. The Guard Closet team is here to help you get everything you want and need for your season. Check us out at guardcloset.com and follow us on social media. Okay, okay, okay. Can you guys, can you get the donkey off the basketball court, guys? Donkey basketball <laughs> is next week. We oh. are going to talk about crazy rehearsals, though. So none of us are immune from this craziness that most marching arts rehearsals can be. Whether you are indoors or outdoors, something is bound to happen. So at this time of year, when everybody is freaking out, getting ready for their first show, we want to bring some lightness to your day. Uh, This topic came from this video that I saw that kind of brought up some memories of my drum corps days. Uh, Recently, a pigeon decided to jump in on an, I think it was an NFL game. I don't know. It could have been college football. I I don't know anything about football. Um, The pigeon actually like got in and played the game somehow, which kind of, I feel like that kind of like tells you. How, how bad the team was full of humans. Maybe. Anytime they were like huddled close together, the pigeon would like get in on their little huddle. And then like when they were running down the whole field, <laughs> oh my the gosh. pigeon was like pacing the bird. It was crazy. I'll have to send you guys the video later because it was so fantastic. I don't even know what team it was. They were like black and silver. So whoever is black and silver, I have no idea. <laughs> but anyway it reminded me of a time when i was at blue stars when i was a member there and like we were in rehearsal during all days and this golden retriever just like rocked up and decided he was part of our drum corps and he was like running around trying to be part of our drill and it was just the wildest thing and he ended up like hanging out around us for like two days or something and we were just like yeah dog on the field this is great dogs on tour 
dogs on tour uh, are the he, best thing oh yeah oh i'm sure but like he was he just was with us for those couple days i don't know he mostly hung out with the percussion section which i tended to of avoid so i don't know what the dog's name ended up being <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious i like that <laughs> trish do you have any My, good uh, uh animals at rehearsal stories or just crazy no, stories, honestly. Not like. really, not really animals a rehearsal. <laughs> um, I feel like this this was this topic was really hard for me because I was just recently with over the holidays a bunch of people that I marched with, and they all think that like back in the day when I marched with them, I was like so super serious and intense at rehearsals. <laughs> and and I explained to them, I said, what I'm doing now, I knew I wanted to do then. And I was just taking it all in. I was taking in, learning everything I could from all of my instructors and just, you know, whatever. But the last summer that I marched um, DCA, DCI all age um, in Syracuse Brigadiers in 2005 was the year I met my boyfriend, my total non-drum corps person boyfriend. And kind of all my friends were had just met people at the same time also and weren't marching that summer. And I started thinking well, maybe I shouldn't do it either. And he said to me, no, do it, make it your last year. I'll travel with you. It'd be lots of fun, you know, whatever. Right. So, okay. So then, you know, the season comes and one of our rehearsal sites was kind of like in, in like, I don't know, like a Valley, but there was like, we were down low and there was like a big giant hill up here. And the whole course on the field and whatever, and we're rehearsing. And all you saw up on this top level was this kite flying back and forth, back and forth. Everybody's, you know, you're out there, you're, oh, you're so hot and whatever. Everybody starts looking up at this kite and everybody's getting super distracted and whatever, right? So one of my friends says to me, hey, Trish, I go, yeah. He goes, do you see that kite up there? I go, yeah. He goes, that's your boyfriend. <laughs> he was just flying a kite. He went to a store, bought himself a kite, and while we're out there on the field, sweating, throwing sixes, you know, whatever, he's just flying a kite back and forth, and the entire core is watching this kite. I love that so much. Oh, my gosh. That's Did he not finish- what I expected the ending to be. Okay, good. <laughs> did he finish the season yeah i mean yeah and we're still together um but yeah he he was oh Oh, yeah oh that's so cute oh yeah totally but um um, there's one almost within reaching distance of me right now but i'm I'm not gonna go get it oh my gosh You know, it's fine. We all have our hobbies. Clearly, oh, yeah. the six of listen, us have hobbies. Listen, he is a hobby. Come back. Listen, he would come back. You know, obviously, those are, you know, the days where, like, you go to a show site and then you rehearse the next day, whatever. But when when I had, you know, before the comp, you know, before the show started, when I had to go to Syracuse every weekend, he would drop me off in the morning at rehearsal and go do whatever. And he'd come back and pick me up and be like, oh, I went here. I saw this museum. I'd be like, they have that? They have that here. I've been up in Syracuse for five summers and like they have that here. I didn't even know that. And he would see this museum and this lake and this, this and this. I went here. I went there and I'm like, they have that here. Uh, all I see is a football field. I don't see anything else. I was going to say like, mm-hmm. yeah, whenever you're in DCI, you like, you get to travel the country and you get to see all of the cornfields and football stadiums in the whole country. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I think is funny about that is like you do start to develop this little sense where you're like, oh, yeah, this is a really good gym floor. Oh, this this high school bathroom. Oh, is this really is a great nice. shower, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. We, had a, we had a five box shower rating system. <laughs> Same. What constitutes box five? Variable temperatures. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Control, temperature control. Um, oh, some yeah. like some like individual shower heads, Showers? at least, yes. if not stalls. No flooding. No flooding yeah. in the floor. Like no the floor doesn't flood. Floor. Yeah. Nice drains. Yeah. If it's below a three, 
I'm just gonna use the do for the bo and just right. power through rehearsal because right. Oh, I had baby wipes. Too cold. I was like, I was like, oh, it's only a, it's only a box two shower. We're gonna baby wipe it tonight. That's Watch exactly right. We had a guy on tour when I marched who would not buy clothes uh, or not like wash clothes. So every laundry day, he would buy a new set of like super cheap like t-shirt sweatpants <laughs> or and shorts. He would shower in them. And like soap and lather in them, and that would be like laundry plus shower, and then just like wear them out, and then like at the end of like a couple of days, would throw them away, put on a new set, and replace it laundry day. I thought I don't I like that story. <laughs> and it was not me. Just in case we need to clear that. Out. Yeah, this guy at drum corps used to never shower. Yeah, hated that guy. <laughs> was was he like? Was he intense? Like, because he sounds intense. No, he was actually like super laid back. He was just like, yeah, like, I just don't want to have to like pack all this stuff and lug all this stuff around. So I'm just going to wear disposable I mean, clothes, shower in them. Oh so, he, you know, just clean it up and then throw them away. I'm like, I mean, I hear you. Sort of that maybe, maybe some new clothes that you wash and shower like a regular person. But, yeah, yeah. Like, imagine if you washed them like once or maybe yeah. like, like three times. Yeah. <laughs> the type of mileage you could get out of those clothes. <laughs> no. How is how is this even a thing? <laughs> oh no 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 no! Look, every drum corps, hundred fifty people in a drum corps. Every drum corps has got one kid like that. Yeah, <laughs> they do different things every tour, but they there's always that one kid that's just like, okay, bud, nice. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. You Steven, the in fact, that we didn't have. Do you, Stephen, do you have some crazy rehearsal stories from your drum corps day or, or otherwise? I do. Mine's an animal's story. I wasn't sure if I should tell it, but I thought that I it's so animals. far and beyond the craziest thing that ever happened to me during a rehearsal that I, I have to. So in uh in at C2 back in like 2017, I want to say, we were rehearsing out in farm country. We set up the battery block by a horse field um and we just start warming up we start warming up and these like horses come and they're like watching the block and that's something to watch like normally there's nothing to watch so everyone is staring at these horses and then all of a sudden in the middle of eights they they decide <laughs> i guess they love nature so much that they want to give us a lesson on the birds and the bees Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> the rep was a disaster from that point forward. <laughs> it was funny because we, the like the battery arc was facing the horses and our staff oh had their God. backs to them. Oh, so no. initially our staff was mad. They were like, what's going on? Why did you guys just blow up? And then they turn around and uh, they lost it too. But they, the horse really liked your guys's playing. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm so I'm like literally having flashbacks. I'm sorry to jump in. Like the craziest rehearsal hybrid was Jeremy. Like, total, total flashback. Okay, so here's my craziest rehearsal story, and it will relate perfectly to Stevens, but in a very weird way. So, okay. so oh, I gosh. was teaching, I was teaching this high school band and my friend Brian will remember this and I won't say the band's name, but those of you that know Brian Ward and I will know what that means. So we were teaching at this band and if we all picture it, you know, you have the marching band field and you as the staff, just as you said, are facing the, you know, the students and the students were on a field at that time that was facing the school. And this was the middle of the summer, maybe like mid-afternoon or whatever. And so I'm down on the ground and Brian is up in the on the scaffolding, like running rehearsal. And I'm down on the ground and I and the and the color guards are kind of like right in front of me. And there's like all this little scuttlebutt happening, like I was, I was like just like, like going throughout. And I'm like, like I'm like looking around, like, what's going on? What's going on? What are they doing? What are they doing? And like one of the color girls goes, like it starts making this little pointing gesture to like behind me. And I'm like, I, I don't want to turn around because someone else next to her is like, don't turn around, don't turn around, don't turn around, don't turn around. <laughs> so, I, so I don't turn around. And then they're like, the girl that was pointing very heavily was like, okay, you can turn around. And so I like turned around and the entire football team was standing there. 
just standing there, just standing there. And so I'm like, uh, uh, okay. And so I turned back around and I was like, well, what just happened? <laughs> and they said, well, the several members of the football team just dropped trowel and mooned all of us. And I was like, well, okay then. I don't want it. I don't want it. You know, I'm like, meanwhile, like what's happening up there on the like, you know, second level of the scaffolding, there's no awareness of what has been transpiring. And that's what I love is those rehearsal moments that like something crazy is going on and like no one else knows. Right. Like, <laughs> like the most ridiculous thing in the world could be happening. And like the band director or the core director is like none the wiser. So that's my story. So now you see. So, but yeah, okay, there you go. That's my story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just had to butt in there, didn't you? Uh, okay. I see what you did there. <laughs> All right, next story. Who's still got a story for us? Nicole is busting up right now. I Do you love have this. Any crazy rehearsal stories to share. I I thought I did, but hearing y'all's, they are not funny. <laughs> <laughs> They're not. We had, They're not. We had a really wild like, rehearsal facility issue once at a, at a rehearsal camp we were doing. Um, at a school I used to teach at, I had just had knee surgery. So, like, I hobbled to the restroom from the gym, which is normally, like, a 15-second walk, but was, like, five minutes that day. Um, and as I come out, I nice. hear water running in the hallway. I'm like, that's weird. So I looked down the hallway and there's like a pipe down and some water coming down. And it was like, okay, it was like, you know, not supposed to happen, but it wasn't alarming. So I take five minutes to walk to the gym to get my phone. By the time I get back, there's a little bit more. I call the head maintenance guy. I'm like, hey, you know, leave a voicemail because he didn't answer. Got this water problem. Call the superintendent to let them know. Maintenance guy calls me back. I'm like, yeah, there's some water leaking. He's like, how bad is it? I'm like, yeah, I mean, you're gonna want to fix it, but it's 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 manageable. As I'm saying those words, like the ceiling falls down, like the water is pouring and it is just like, it is like a waterfall in that building. I'm like, oh never mind. Gosh. It's like catastrophic. So he's like, oh, I'll get there as soon as I can. I'm like, you do not understand. Like as soon as you can is five minutes ago. And so I like, go, I go to my assistant. I'm like, take the kids, have them get all their stuff, go to the other building and just start rehearsing in the other gym while I try to figure this out. So as they're doing that, the pipe that broke was part of the fire suppression system. So because that is running now, now the fire alarm goes off because the sprinklers oh, are running. So no now way. there's like all this water sound, the fire alarm, you can't hear anything, figure anything out. And I'm like, okay. And then, so because of that, the police and fire department show up. I'm up at the front of the building because I know they're coming. They come, two officers come running in the door. I'm like, wait, because there's water everywhere. They can't hear me because of all the noise. They both wipe out like Looney Tune style on the floor. Like oh the air, fall down. They hit the ground and they're like, what's going on? I'm like, there's a pipe that's broken over here. So by the time I actually got it shut off, I think like half the building had like three inches of water on the ground. Um, like, wow. and then like, I go over to the other building and like the kids are like, what's going on? Like there's police here. There's fire departments here. There's like trucks here. Oh the building's God. making noise. Like we heard water. I'm like, just you get like, Don't so be concerned wait. about that. You just rehearse. <laughs> From your student's perspective, the other instructor takes them and he's like, okay, uh, don't worry. Jonathan will be yeah, back with us in a little bit. And then they see <laughs> cops, fire alarms, <laughs> fire trucks. <laughs> I'd be concerned too. I'd be like, uh... <laughs> What did you? What do? is he doing? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I was gonna just say, um, like I have something that's a little bit maybe that funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, like eons ago, like think back to the olden days, but it wasn't that long ago. But anyway, um, I was at a rehearsal where. Uh, we were having to take the floor from like one level of the school to the next level. And <clears throat> you all know you have to get into like a uh, an elevator to go and do those. But you also have to have a key too. And for some odd reason, 
we had the key. We thought we had used it the right way. So we went to go bring the floor from down to up and on our way up, it stopped and wouldn't let us off. And then an alarm started going and and we were in, we were in the elevator. Absolutely not. There were kids who had to meet the, uh, the cops so they could come in and unlock it. And we had to be like, we're having rehearsal. We're at the end of rehearsal. This is what's happening. Yes. I almost peed. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. um, Terrifying. Yeah, but then, like, literally, the cops the whole entire time were just laughing at us. We were like, that's fine. We're tired. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't take you, you took a long time to get here. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up right now. We were in our gym, and our guard closet is across the cafeteria. As you walk through the cafeteria from the gym to the guard closet, one of the girls went to go get another piece of equipment. She comes back in the gym and she's like, Doc, somebody's peeing. And I'm like, I don't care. And she's like, like I was just thinking like she meant like in the bath. I'm like, I don't care. She's like, no, like outside. Uh, like this is like January, February, Ohio. Uh, it's cold. So I'm like, what are you talking about? So she's like, just like I don't want to go look again. Go look. So I go outside, and there's these big glass windows at the side of our um, cafeteria. And I look outside, and there's there's this older gentleman, not just like peeing, but like fully naked. With his clothes just next to him, not even like on a book, just in the middle of the grass area outside of the school. And like our school, I mean, is a school obviously, but it's also not in the middle of nowhere. Like a busy street with a neighborhood next to it. Like there's a big audience for this guy. And (laughs) wait, wait, wait. In that spirit, do you think he was being performative? Oh my God. (laughs) He wasn't facing our window. So hopefully not to us, but I don't. I don't know. I called called the police, and they're like, "Yeah, we've heard a couple reports about that." And I'm like, "Immediate, maybe." Like, you guys come and they're like, "Like, we can come if you want us to." I'm like, "Yes, yeah, I've got like a gym full of high school girls here, so if you could show up and maybe deal with this naked man outside, that'd be." They don't move very quickly over there, do they? No, they weren't too concerned. (laughs) They're like, "Oh, this happens every day. It's fine." Yeah. Uh, you know Dale. <laughs> He'll be done soon. <laughs> that, that's the chief, actually. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, Lex. I know. I know your. I know your performance history. I know you have some stories. I have like a. Well, again, I don't know if I can beat quite a few of these, but I have like two. But there's one that I literally always tell. Um, it. 2016 marching pride you know you have like shows that like for some reason it's like world class goes on at like 1 p.m it like the show starts really early randomly like in tri-state it's like a really random show i don't know if it's ryle i can't remember but we had to perform at like 1 or 1 30 maybe 2 so we had rehearsal at 4 4 in the morning what oh literally four hours from no. midnight four in the morning so I'm sorry. I I don't I can't remember. I really feel like it was Tri-State, but it was a really early show. And at that point in 2016, I was like grandmama of the color guard. I was old. So like I made sure that everybody went to sleep or at least the lights were off. And that morning I was not having it. We were all tired. We were all over it. And we just kind of like meander into like where we're gonna stretch. And before that, Brady's like, why don't we run? To wake ourselves up. So, of course, he hits like, you know, pump up music and we are all just like running. Maybe like the second lap. We look over and in the sports complex where Pride rehearses, they have like garages, like garage doors. And we're running and we look and the garage is like slowly coming up. It's Bart dressed as a full size chicken. Art Woodley dressed as like a six foot one yellow chicken. (laughs) And he proceeds to run the laps with us dressed as a full blown chicken. I mean, Kentucky fried chicken doing laps. And it is probably, probably my favorite story besides the one where I was marching cadets in 2011. And I didn't have enough time to get lunch because I was sleeping. 
Um, and they had pizza. So I was like, I need to get pizza. And I had a really big fanny pack. So I just put two pieces of pizza in my fanny pack. <laughs> and April's like running sectionals and we finish a rep. And I'm like, man, I, I forgot I had pizza, like pepperoni pizza. So she's giving everybody like, you know, this is what you need to fix. And out of nowhere, I just like pull out my pizza. <laughs> I have my flag like in my elbow and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really you can anybody, anybody that marched that year will tell you it was at two big slices of pepperoni pizza. It was fire, slightly cold, but nothing. I've never had a pizza like it. Wow. Never I'm going to start doing that in my regular life, honestly. You're welcome. That's, You're that's welcome. A good idea. Royalty. I'm pocket yeah. pizza. having a pizza pocket. <laughs> pocket. Just, a pizza pocket, pocket pizza, hot pocket. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Oh, gosh. That's awesome. <laughs> all right everybody hopefully you guys can feel better about your own rehearsals and face the week remember you are not alone out there and if you have a crazy rehearsal story we would love to hear about it find us on social media comment on a video send us a dm whatever you got let us know about it uh, can you guys grab the newbies and show them how to fold the floor so we won't have to do that later we're going to be right back with the news so stick around Hey everyone, I'm Lexi Duda, and I'm the host of On a Water Break in Rhinestones. I've grown up a competitive baton twirler, winning numerous world titles, and now I'm a coach. I want to bring to you stories from twirlers from all over. So grab a water break, listen in, because you won't want to miss some of these incredible experiences these twirlers have had. All of this coming up and more on On a Water Break in Rhinestones. Welcome back to the Bleachers. It is time for the news. First up, we have got to talk about the new DCI all age article that just came out. Trish, give us that dish. All right. So... Um, the D the DCI all age directors, uh, trekked out to their first meeting in Indy. Um, I believe it was last weekend, um, to kind of get the lay of the land and to find out, you know, how this is all going to work, how this is all going to go. Um, and there's a lot of interesting information being shared, um, so now if, if you have not had a minute to look at DCI.org and the schedule for the season, it's so interesting because you could click on a show that would normally be just, you know, DCI cores and you would see your typical uh, Carolina Crown, you know, um, Crossman, whomever at a show. Now you, now you could have a show where you have Carolina Crown, Crossman, the Reading Buccaneers, the Hawthorne Caballeros. So it's just – it's it's really it's something. It's going to be really exciting to see, um, and it seems like everybody's pretty excited about it. Um, the DCI All Age Class Coordinator John Carr said, "I think the cores are really excited for a lot of the cores. This will be the very first time experiencing the back office at DCI and realizing the amount of resources and opportunities that DCI will give these cores now. So um, a lot of interesting." Um, you know, developments, um, they will be using the DCI hash marks. So that's going to be slightly different as they put together their shows. Um, they're going to use the DCI adjudication. So that's going to change things mm. up a little bit. Um, yeah, judge, you know, per percussion, maybe Stephen could talk to us. I don't know if you had a minute to catch up on all of this, but now, you know, now they're going to be dealing with percussion judges back on the field and things like that. And, um, I did speak very briefly to one DCI all age director. Um, and you know, I asked him how it went and he didn't have a lot of time to chat. He said he would get back to me, but he said, there's, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of resources. 
It's also going to cost us a little bit more money. So it's kind of a little bit of a, you get what you pay for type of situation. But um, apparently it all went really well. I don't think anybody came away like, oh, this is going to be rough or this is going to be a challenge or this is not something that's going to work for us. So, you know, I, I, all good stuff. So I think, you know, you know, full speed ahead and we, you know, we get to see how this all plays out this summer. It's interesting you said uh, <clears throat> about like how percussion judging will be different in that environment. Um, I think f- for the last like all the time I've been in DCA, the only percussion judge has been up in the box, uh, which makes it like harder right. to really, right. really be like intimately aware of how clean the battery is. So mm-hmm. like the effect that has is it really makes front ensembles more uh, important to the percussion scoring. Um, yeah, definitely. And it's interesting because, like, in DCA, there's so few groups. Like, Cabs always has the best front ensemble for the most part. Um, Bush has been pushing out a really, really great drum line, but the front has been not quite. It's been like right. a growing program over there for their front. So it's interesting. Like, if now they have a box judge and a field judge who, like, it's not like the old days, he's not really out there, but like, even just being on the sideline, I feel like it'll make the drum lines more impactful to the like percussion scoring for all age. That's interesting. I haven't really thought about that before. I hope that some other organizations see this and see the success of this. And I hope it's really successful. And I hope that they see that there is a, a, uh, there's a market out there for this and there's people who need that place Mm -hmm. in the marching arts. I hope that I just I hope that's seen. Jonathan, what story you got for us? Um, So there was a recent article out um, and about the a new change to the way that the Department of Labor is going to classify independent contractors versus employees. And I think some buzz about whether that's going to affect how, if at all, folks like us are, um, you know, compensated when we go in and work with an ensemble. Um, Because that's been sort of a hot topic online is people talking about, you know, in some parts of the country, how little folks get paid right. for their time when teaching and designing. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, 1,000%. And, well, and while that part remains very, very true, I don't see, um, I'm not an employment attorney, but I did go through and read the uh, federal register and some of the, the specifics here. Um, I don't see this having any real effect on what goes on with us, largely because this is this new rule is really just a return to the normal within the Department of Labor. So mm-hmm. the, the Fair Labor Act was passed, I think in 1938, and really just covers hourly employees and a minimum wage and things like that. And then as that law was passed, it empowered the Department of Labor to enforce or to create and enforce rules to promulgate the purpose of the act. Um, And so in 2021, um, they produced a new rule that was making it much easier to characterize people as independent contractors. And if you're an independent contractor, then that that law does not apply to you. So as an independent contractor, there is no minimum wage um, or issue like that. And so in 2021, the Department of Labor promulgated a rule that made it easier for an employer to classify someone as an independent Mm -hmm. contractor. This rule just does away with that and returns to the totality of the circumstance test that's been used by courts before that. Um, So it makes it a little harder to take somebody outside the purview of the the Fair Labor Act. Um, But really, that only affects... That only comes into question if you're being paid less than minimum wage. So, you know, if you, I guess if you're being paid less than minimum wage in your, your teaching enterprise or whatnot, then you have a, then you have to answer the question as to whether or not you fall under the umbrella of employee or independent contractor. But this rule really just brings us back to the norm in terms of how that operates. Interesting. That's interesting. I do think like you like you say, it's really regional in terms of will this like impact, because I know that a lot of schools where I'm from, you're not making minimum wage. Like we had done the math out and totally realized that you're not even close to minimum wage. But at the same time, you're also not fulfilling like a 40 hour per week commitment, nor anything remotely close. So it's like it. It's, it'll be interesting to see if it impacts. I imagine if, like you're saying, it's a return to the norm, then, yeah, it's probably not really going to change much of how we operate. Right. But really, I kind of hope we all get minimum wage. That would be nice. I mean, I yeah. think 
I think if you're a director, I mean, just from like a color guard director point of view, I've done that. I hated it. I'll never do it again. <laughs> but I know that, you know, for my friends here in the Midwest, you know, directors are working. My best friend, Aaron Boone, you know, she's the director of Carmel. She's working mm-hmm. over 40 hours a week. My, my other really good friend, Tyler Richards, who I have like such a I'm so lucky to be able to work with him at Center Grove. He's working over 40 hours a week. Um, and you compare that to schools like Texas, who they get like from what I've heard, like a set salary, it's not a lot, but they get a set salary. I think it's fair for at least a director. I think that that could potentially impact them um, in a positive way. I mean, for someone like me, who's just a choreographer, you know, unfortunately, I don't think it will. But from a director's point of view, absolutely. Like, I think that's positive for people who don't live in places like Texas. I think, yeah, Mm -hmm. I taught in Texas. I was a, I was a director for, um, gosh, the six, five years that I lived there and in once in Houston and then another time in Austin. And like, you can live off of it. You know, it's, it's Mm -hmm. definitely, it's cushioning with, but it is regional within Texas too. Right. Whatever Mm -hmm. uh, school district you're going to. One of the ways that some school districts clean this stuff up, which, and I don't know if it's intentional to get around things or if it just is the way they are, but I know I've, I've encountered a lot of schools where to work there under one of their supplemental contracts, I have to be approved as an employee for the contract, but also as a volunteer. Mm, yes, and exactly. So, and so when you do that, I think with this, I would imagine if you were to challenge the school on the on the wage issue, what you would be told is probably those are the hours you're volunteering because you're also mm-hmm. a volunteer here. You know what I mean? So the math yeah. that you guys are all doing, which is very right from a practical standpoint my my assumption is the legal loophole is going to be no no no. you only worked 75 hours this month we appreciate you volunteering those other 30 you were paid ten dollars an hour whether that's really what you know anybody conceived of or not i think that's sometimes how this stuff gets papered up and it's also it's sort of unclear how because a lot of schools like the director any directorship i've had in ohio i've taken the supplemental contract through the district yeah um Mm -hmm. you know that's how they tee it up is to how exactly you fit because it's not your traditional like teaching contract because it's a stipend like mm-hmm. for a coach, but it's not, you know, like we've said before, it doesn't divide out necessarily all the time to being a you know min- above minimum wage. And then the way that the the test for this independent contractor stuff lines up, you know, it would be sort of unique to apply it to what we do just because there are so many factors that really just don't lend themselves to education and instructing kids. So it would be very interesting to see what a court would do. If somebody went the you know fair labor route, minimum wage route to challenge what they were being paid, um, just to see how that would shake out and how that would be applied. I do have a. I mean, I don't mean to go all MSNBC on um, you know on a water break, but um, my other side of my nerd side comes out. I wonder if this, from what I've read on this outside of this podcast, I wonder if this would really positively affect like people who teach band for a living getting like health insurance. Um, mm. I don't know in what in what way but i know you know i wonder if that comes with it in some way shape or form i don't know just a thought <laughs> that is actually that is the impetus for yeah. all this discussion about um you know independent contractor versus employee over the last several years is because employers and it's really focused on like uber and doordash and those companies yeah. and then obviously other industries have gotten attention they don't want to pay benefits and if they don't call you an employee that gets mm-hmm. them out of a whole lot right. of stuff in the benefits department over mm-hmm. there um, so I'm sure if more folks could squarely fit under the umbrella of employee, that would open some doors in terms of health insurance and other benefits. Yeah, I got a should be a pretty quick one for us here, but it's a uh, update, perhaps the final update on our Metallica story. Um, the winners have been selected for all the different band groups out here. Uh, so altogether, they are splitting about two hundred thousand dollars in prizes. Um the largest of which goes out to the first place winner for Division One college bands, Auburn University, uh, who I got to see at least a picture of theirs. Looks so cool. They had all the lights off in the stadium. They had all these different like lights on the performers, and then they like spelled out the Metallica logo, uh, formed the shape of an electric guitar for Master of Puppets, a uh, bunch of lightning bolts, and all types of other stuff. So. They really made a huge production out of it. A very well-deserved award 
to them. Uh, but some other schools that we recognize also won. Um, Dobbins Bennett High School from Tennessee, which I'm pretty sure we've spoken about on the yeah. show before. Yeah, yeah. They won for the uh, large high school division. Uh, for the smaller high school division, there was a tie. Uh, does anyone know Bourne High School in Bourne, Texas? Mm-mm. No. Okay. And then uh, Malvern High School nope. in Malvern, New York. Um, wow. Both of those schools take home a nice 15 grand in prize money. And then oh, the uh, wow. Div 2 and Div 3 college winner, um, Eastern New Mexico University, takes home $40,000. Awesome, awesome thing for them. Honestly, it's really cool because just in a really practical sense, I think all Metallica is trying to do is just bring, you know, more publicity back to their music. Uh over some time and i'm sure they're happy to put forth some of the money for that but all these band programs are happy to compete for it happy to get the funding happy to throw on a good metallica show um what i saw at the end of the article is that this may become an annual competition wow that's awesome wouldn't that be pretty cool if they could uh sum up money like that every year you would absolutely have programs throwing everything they have at a powerful uh, Metallica yeah. show. Oh, yeah. You could definitely showcase new artists. Yeah, you know? that would be cool, too. But that's where I wonder, like, where does the money come from? Is it coming from Metallica? Because they have a lot of money, surely. Mm-hmm. Probably I think in this case, be. it was from yeah. Metallica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe... They should, like, they should well, I, I think that they should maybe, if, if this becomes, like, a thing. I know that Travis Barker, if I'm not mistaken, he mm-hmm. auditioned for Crown or Blue Devils back in the day and made it. Really? But he didn't. But he didn't go to spring training because um, he ended up going to the audition for Blink-182. So I think, like, if if we found more, like, people, you know, more artists that were mainstream that, like, could Mm -hmm. maybe link up with Metallica, that could be even, like, more money for bands, but even more exposure. I mean, Travis Barker's, like, one of the best drummers ever, so. Did Madonna march with Madonna Cadet? I, I, you know what? I don't know, but I know that there is someone who's famous who marched cadets and there's another one who marched, I believe, I believe it was blue stars. If I'm not mistaken, it's one of the blues, but, um, yeah, I know Madonna actually cadets. Um, I I think it was, uh, oh gosh, who did she have? One of the cadets instructors, um, come and teach her dancers how to spin rifle for one of her tours. Yeah, that was really cool. And Ariana DeBose, I know, went to Crown in 2011. Aaron also told me this story. She choreographed some of um, Easy Come, Easy Go. I know Ariana DeBose went out there. I I don't know if she did drum corps, but I know that she taught and choreographed back in the day. Yeah, it's cool. Thinking about that new guy that's running DCI and how we were talking about the different opportunities as DCI All Age comes in. That's really where they should be making the connection. Go, go reach out to those actual big That's music like, groups that go. have some money that maybe want some publicity. That's the type of linkage that they got to get moving on. So I don't run DCI, yeah. but if I did. <laughs> or maybe from they NSYNC's listen, number one fan, bring out bring NSYNC. Bring out NSYNC. Like, maybe they'll listen to On a Water Break. So like, let's get NSYNC in here. Let's get the Backstreet Boys. Let's get um, Britney just announced that she's yeah. walking away from the music industry and she's not going to perform anymore. So uh, we need to bring her music back and put her stuff back on the field to keep it going. Yeah, right, right. That well, Brittany, sense. I know you listen. Um, we'd love to have you on the show. Um, <laughs> Call us. <laughs> text me. Thanks. Oh, and Lady Gaga. Don't forget Lady Gaga, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. She loves the the whole activity. Uh-huh. It's been, in, you know, she's with it. So I've got the next one. Um, we've got some show announcements. Um, so here's the thing. It's not just Color Guard show announcements. We were talking about this earlier, too, how, like, back when I marched, there was no, like, banner for your Facebook to put up or anything like that. You just, you know, got the jacket. You know, you're like, as long as I have the jacket, people will know where I am. And 
now like the everyone's show is out so like i just picked a couple of different ones and it's not just color guard shows because they have color guard shows up they have percussion shows up and they also have wind shows up um so just in looking at the color guard shows uh let's see um mason high school so Mason High School Wonder Guard is announcing their 2024 program to see the sun at midnight. Uh, the Mason High School Guard is under the direction of Erica Compton. The 2024 design and instructional team is Erica Crompton, Molly Brosh, Bradner. Oh, I've met, I've I've, <laughs> I've marked with her. Uh, David Crook. Byron Valentine. Okay. So anytime I hear um, like Byron Valentine, you are going to get like a real good story. <laughs> yep. And so I've actually worked with him with a group and I've seen Zydeco and, uh, and, and I just, I mean, who can't watch to remember the Tin Man and oh. have a Yeah. Or the Dust Bowl show. Come on. The Dust Bowl. Mm-hmm. Dust Bowl show. So that is going to be a journey. That'll be a journey. Um, so, and if I take it, I'm going to take it somewhere different right now. And I'm taking it over to Wins. Um, there's one show that I saw and I just wanted to, because they just take their show and just put it out there. So this is the, I want to say Catawaba Ridge High School. Um, but, but the Catawaba Ridge High School Wins um, is proud to present their 2024 program, The Dark Side Experience. So the show is going to explore the infamous 1973 English psychedelic rock band Pink Floyd, Dark Side mm. of the Moon. In oh. wins, though, y'all, come on. That's, That's going to be great. Hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Oh, I hope they play. You know what I mean? They got to play the snot out of that music. Yeah, yeah. they're definitely going to play a great gig in the sky with the Ooh. trombones. Oh, that's oh, going to wow. be so good. It's coming. Oh. Uh, we're doing Timber Creek High School. They're from Florida. Their 2024 Scholastic Concert production is called No One Goes. Well, excuse me, where no one goes. So it's featuring the music from How to Train Your Dragon. I love that movie. Such good music. And Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. So this show is like Wonderlust, and it's all in us, and it's action-packed and cinematic, and it's a journey. Um, And it just tells you that it's Timber Creek High School. And this is their inaugural uh, appearance at the WGI uh, World Championships this year first time cool that's exciting oh, and you're just really wgi.org right yep right mm-hmm. out of it and they've got all of the classes up so percussion it's scholastic a independent a scholastic open independent open concert open scholastic concert world and then it keeps going um yeah it's got all of them it's really nice it's really good oh i can't wait it's gonna be such a good year for marching arts all right, everybody. Thanks for a great rehearsal this week. Thank you so much to our hosts, Trish, Nicole, Jonathan, Stephen, and Lex. Go subscribe, write us a review, and share this with a friend. Make sure you follow us on social media at On a Water Break. Again, send us those crazy rehearsal stories, and we'll see you at the next rehearsal on a water break. Go practice. <laughs> On a Water Break podcast was produced by Jeremy Williams and Christine Reem. The intro and outro music was produced by Josh Lida. To learn more, visit lidamusic.com. And until next time, thanks for tuning in. <laughs>